when you eventually experience or come to a crossroads where you're not winning or there's a shift or change in your career or your direction or destiny, and it forces you to sit down and take a walk back through your life so that you can seek to understand those skills and qualities and gifts that got you to where you were when you were winning. Because we all go through different seasons. There's ups, there's downs, there's you know wins, there's loses. And I think they all help to make us who we are. listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnielle J. Harmon. If you're ready for high-level conversations that position and prepare you to move your company, cash flow and connection to and beyond the million dollar mark, let's get this party started. This episode is powered by Seven Figures This Year, my brand new masterclass happening on Thursday, January the 18th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have already declared that 2024 is your year for seven figures, then you need to join me for this powerful masterclass. Well, not only will I share with you the six phases of scaling and sustaining your business, but we'll get into the difference between six figures and seven figures and how those who are stuck at six figures need to make some powerful poignant shifts in order to thrive in the significance of their success at seven. And I'll walk you through the five keys to making seven figures this year. You can grab your seat now by visiting movetomillionsmasterclass.com. Well, we've reached the end of season four on the Move to Millions podcast. And so this serves as our last episode, our last rewind of the year, and I'm so excited to share this episode with you again. When it ran originally, it blew the socks off of our algorithm. I was blown away by the reception of this episode, but not really because Joyce Dungy Proctor is a tour de force. She is powerful. She is poised. She is eloquent and she can tell a mean story. So in our conversation, listen to your life, Joyce really unearthed a powerful framework that everybody can leverage to make sure that they are really prepared to live and experience their best life ever. We all know we only get one life. And what I loved about this conversation and why I'm rewinding it at the top of the new year before we start season five of the podcast is because I want you one more time to look back over 2023 and maybe even 2022 and 2021 and 2020. I want you to look back over your life and I want you to write down the success clues that come up for you. And then I want you to listen to them as you firmly plant your feet in this new year, the year of the open door, the year to ascend. I know this conversation with Joyce is so worthy of a second listen that I'm bringing it to you right now. Grab pen, grab your Move to Millions podcast notebook, and let's jump into the rewind of my conversation with Joyce Dungy Proctor. Listen to your life. Take care. Joyce Dungy Proctor, welcome to the Move to Millions podcast. How are you today? Absolutely wonderful. And you? I am wonderful as well, especially because I am talking to you. So before we jump in, 
Let's just have you take a quick moment and tell everybody who you are in your own words. Hi, I'm Joyce Dungy Proctor. I'm the founder and CEO of Seminars by Joyce, the Total You Incorporated, and our amazing career brand, which is a captivating career with Joyce Dungy Proctor. And I, I love a captivating career because we truly do help individuals to create a career that takes their breath away. Mm-hmm. And why a career that takes your breath away and why creating a career or recreating a career? And it's because I've had to live it authentically. I have really truly had to recreate and create multiple careers throughout my life. Yeah, I love that, Joyce. And and you know, right there, I'm just going to pop pin on that little that mark right there. You said I have had to live these different careers, and I had to do it authentically. I want you, of course, I know your story. What you guys don't know as you're listening is that Joyce is a client of mine here at Incredible One Enterprises, and we've had the opportunity to work together on several occasions. So I know all of her backstory and how absolutely phenomenal, brilliant, and just consistent in the ability to reinvent authentically, which she said a moment ago. But Joyce, they don't know. So Take us through your trajectory, because I think that it'll be important for those listeners who are at a point in their business or in their career, and they are questioning again whether or not they are really where they want to be. And so I would love for you to just walk us back through, almost like you did at your event, like walk us back through the, the key markers. If you had the timeline of Joyce, What were the key markers in your career that helped you to set you up for the next iteration of your career? My pleasure. I have so many stories and markers, but to just go back and I'm going to go all the way back almost to the beginning. And the reason why I'm going to go back to the beginning is because I believe that it's important for everyone that's listening to really, truly listen to their life. And so what do I mean by that? I mean that, you know, in the beginning of my career, I was doing very well. I was promoted multiple times, but I didn't understand why I was being promoted multiple times. And I had worked with, at one point, five to six different leaders, and they were all describing something unique and different in me, but I did not grab a hold of it. And what I have grown to understand is that other people in your life will recognize the greatness, will recognize the gifts, will recognize what I have now deemed your superpowers, and they truly can make room for you. But I worked with a particular leader at a certain point in my career And he pointed out and assigned a name to one of the superpowers that I possessed. And once I was able to grab a hold and understand the value in what he had given a name to, and I looked at the running theme through all of the other leaders who could not necessarily define it, the rest became history. Yeah. And, you know, 
and Doria, I have to say this, is that sometimes when we are moving and shaking and prospering, you're not really paying attention to the reasons why, the skills you're using, sometimes not even the impact that you're having or how you were able to do what you do because we're in it. It's so true because it's like, it's innate in you. It's your gift. It's probably the thing that is the easiest for you to downplay and dismiss because you're just being you, but someone else, when you talk about that leader, that boss, that pointed out, and I won't, I won't steal the thunder of what it was that he put a name to. I'll let you tell everybody that. But when he pointed it out, you could immediately resonate with it and also acknowledge that it was part of your gift. Like you were doing it without realizing there was a name for it. You were just being Joyce. And that was a huge deal to the people who had the pleasure of working around you every single day because you had this this natural innate gift that would put people at ease and create an environment for people to want to follow what it is that you were doing. And most of us, are not present to that. It's just because we're just being us, right? So I think that that makes complete sense. And it does make sense. And you are just showing up and just being you. But I think when you eventually experience or come to a crossroads where you're not winning or there's a shift or change in your career or your direction or destiny, and it forces you to sit down and take a walk back through your life so that you can seek to understand those skills and qualities and gifts that got you to where you were when you were winning. And I'm going to use mm -hmm. the word winning because we all go through different seasons. There's ups, there's downs, there's you know wins, there's loses. And I think they all help to make us who we are. Yeah, But I, I get so excited and I, I continue to carry this passion and this fire in my heart because I was lucky to work with a couple of like just extraordinary leaders who were able to articulate it. And this one particular leader that shared with me and gave the name, you know, assigned a name to it really changed my life. And the reason why it changed my life was because now I had a name to this gift that was very natural to me. And I could now understand the value in creating opportunities as I continue to move forward and grow and learn and impact others, how to use that gift to make room for me. Yeah, that's good. I want to stop right there, Joyce, because... You said something really, really, I mean, you've been saying a lot of things really, really powerful, even if we go all the way back to that, listen to your life. And I remember the first time I heard you say that at your event and the way it pierced me in, in such a powerful way, because of the way that I, I interpreted it was success leaves clues. Our life leaves clues about the gifts and talents that we have that we should be using in our career, whether that is a career working in support of someone else's brand or establishing our own, right? If we listen to what our life is telling and what the people around us are telling you, what this leader told you that gave you a very real, tangible, and transferable skill that you have taken to every reinvention 
of Joyce Dungy Proctor over the last, what, 40 years, every single time you just continue to hone that gift, that skill that today, now there are classes that people can take to learn how to become more, right? We're still not, I'm still not, I'm not saying it until you say it. But like, emotionally you don't even get a certification in it, but it just happens to be Joyce's gift. Emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. I was waiting for her to say it, y'all. Like, it's become a buzzword in what, the last five to seven years, Joyce? Now everybody is concerned about emotional intelligence. But here it is, this gift innate in you from what, knee high to a grasshopper, if that's the same? Yeah. Right. Yes. Like just your ability to make people feel comfortable and to be aware of how you communicate and connect with people so that they can feel safe, safe enough to show up fully authentically or even safe enough to show up inauthentically and potentially be called out on that. Just because you were being you, you were listening to your life in that moment so that you could even receive it from the leader who was telling, you know, Joyce, like we could bring anybody else in here. And we still wouldn't have the results that we're having with you because you are emotionally intelligent, because you have figured out how to crack the people code in such a way that we're getting great results out of people. And right, you know, we have listeners and most of our listeners are entrepreneurs and small business owners, but I know we have the occasional career professional that is listening in as well. But what I love about a skill like emotional intelligence is that it's agnostic to what it is that you do. It doesn't really matter understanding the significance of how you relate and interact with people is essential if you want to go to the next level, regardless of what level that is. I got to tell you, it's for everyone. Anyone that is dealing with people in general, it's a skill to be aware of. And it's it's kindness. It's empathy. Mm -hmm. Empathy is huge right 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 now, you know, coming out of covid and things like that. But empathy is, is, is huge. It's also having that sense to be in tune when engaging with others. So when you think about empathy, it's your ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes, right? Mm-hmm. To, to feel what they are feeling. But if you even want to take it a step further, it's on a day-to-day basis, we're moving fast, but as you engage, really listen, because a lot of times what people are bringing to the table when they are in a position of feeling emotional, it's not about what the obvious is. So what they're presenting as a reason why they may be, let's say, upset or irritated, that's normally not the reason why. But it's being in tune to individuals, but more importantly, being in tune to yourself, Mm -hmm. things that trigger you, self-awareness, your ability to manage one's self. That's so good. That's actually a perfect place for us to stop. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue this conversation with Joyce Dungy Proctor. We'll be right back. If you love the Move to Millions podcast and the Move to Millions book is blowing your mind, then you have got to join us for Move to Millions Live. All the details are waiting for you to secure your seat at movetomillionsevent.com. You are listening to the Move to Millions podcast. My guest today is the 
Joyce Dungy Proctor. I'm going to tell this quick story before we jump back in to what we were talking about just before the break. I remember when I first learned that there was a phenom, a tall drink of water. She's so beautiful. You guys can't see her right now, but she is such a beautiful statuesque woman. She steals the show anytime she walks into a room. I remember when I first learned of Joyce Dungy Proctor. Joyce, do you remember it was 2009? Yes. Actually, it was 2008. It was December of 2008. And you were doing one of your workshops. I don't think it was at the Hilton. I think you were at the, um, oh, what was that? I've done, uh, the Crown Plaza? Yes, yes, I think yes. it was at the Crown Plaza. Thirteen. Yes. Yes. On Route 13. <laughs> and one of our mutual friends was like, you have got to go with me to this event. And I, I saw you, Joyce, you don't even know this. I saw you up at the front of the room. That was when I was still in Mary Kay. I was about to get rid of my pink Cadillac and move in a different direction. I had just started working at the YWCA and I watched you up there, work that room, work that stage, such an eloquent speaker. And I said, I want to do that. I want to do what she's doing. I want to get people together. I want to hold events. I want to transform people's lives. I never told you that, but like that was early on. And when I was thinking about starting Incredible One and, and, you know, leaving all my other work, it was that, that I was like, I want to do this. I just still remember the room was so beautiful. Your branding everywhere. And that was your old school brand. That wasn't the, the new captivating career brand, but I just remember how eloquent you were and how beautiful you were and how you could tell a mean story. And have those people eating out of the palm of your hand, desiring to figure out how they could get support to go to their next level. That was the beginning of me deciding that I wanted to do this work. And so I'm, I just want to say thank you. You're an OG in the game. And I just want to say thank you for, as you, you so eloquently said a few minutes ago, always living life authentically. And, and I'm, I want to thank you for listening to your own life. Because you were an amazing example for me that day. And I still even remember when I did my first event, which was maybe like a month or two months later, you being my inspiration for some of the things that we were putting together and and how we had our room set. I was like, I wanted to be like Joyce's room because (laughs) you were the inspiration at that time. So I just, I say, thank you. It's like a a full circle moment as we're sitting here now. Cause I'm like, you know what? I don't think I've ever told Joyce that story. And you need to know that because you are such an inspiration and the people who have the opportunity to come into your space and to learn from you, to sit at your feet and to listen to you share those little success clues that a life well lived in service to others, being cognizant of your gift and being empathetic, that difference that it makes when you're surrounding yourself with people. So I I just wanted to give you some flowers real quick. Well, well, you know, Lisa, you know, there's tears right now. And I humbly, <laughs> you know, you know that but I, I have to tell you, I just have to say thank you. And I have a picture from that day and you had on purple and I will send it to you if I have not already done so, but I could visualize the whole experience when you were speaking and no, you've never told me, but it was not meant for you to tell me until now. And I wholeheartedly receive it and only God knows what this will do for me, what you just poured into me. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, you. You're phenomenal. I'm just, I'm blessed to know you and, and even 
blessed that having had the opportunity to be one of your coaches and to support you on your journey and continue you to do the work that you do and into your next elevation with the work that you're doing now. Before we talk about a captivating career, I want to step back. Before we went to break, you said it's about being in tune with yourself. And I'm just hoping, Joyce, that you could drop a couple of nuggets on our listeners, some success clues of things that they can do. Like, it sounds simple to say, I just have to be in tune with myself. But I get the impression that many of us are not. We're afraid to be in tune with ourselves or we just don't know how. So my question for you is simply this. Like, if you could drill down into maybe three things we could do to be in in tune with ourselves, what would those three things be? Spending time with yourself. I mean, scheduling yourself on your to-do list. And what what do I mean when I say that? What I mean is quality time, time where you can meditate on you, time where you can retreat to advance, meaning looking back over your life, looking at all areas of your life, your career, and the work that you do. Looking at the times when you've had the wins and and what skills did you use? What strengths did you use during that time? Looking at the things that you are naturally gifted at that just come to you naturally. Mm -hmm. Things that you've become known for as a go-to. Because there are different skills and and reasons why people come to individuals, okay? They come to you for a reason. Is there a a trend as to why someone comes to you? Are they coming to you for advice on technology? Are they coming to you, and I'm going to say it, for for business sense? Are they coming to you um, as a person who just to to, to listen, um, attention to detail? Why do people come to you? Because the reason why people come to you turns into what you become known for. Yeah. You know, and and if it's in the workplace, are they coming to you because you're a great um, team builder? You're, you're a motivator. You, you, you know, you're a great public speaker or communicator. Just spend time with yourself and start to, to, to log it. And I'm not even saying full journal, you know, Mm -hmm. think about different seasons and why people come to you. Peel the onion back on what you're passionate about. Look at the the ways that you show up for things that just come to you naturally. You know what, and I would even take it a step further and engage people that might be in your intimate circle to Mm -hmm. use different adjectives that they might use to describe you just to help you to flush out more of who you are. Yeah, that's so good, that's so good. And I think, I think you're so right because spending time with yourself, loving on yourself, getting to know yourself, it sounds simple. And it sounds like we should all do that on a regular basis. But most of us are so busy being any of the other identities that we hold, other identities that we hold, right? Like if we're a mom, if we're a spouse, if we're a church leader, if we're, you know, we volunteer, like whatever all of the other hats are that we wear, we spend so much time switching hats that we don't, as you said, schedule ourselves or put ourselves on our to-do list, which I think is really, really important. So aside from scheduling time for myself and looking at the skills that I have, that makes me a go-to person, which is also going to help me to figure out what I'm known for. Is there anything else that I should do if I need to get in tune with myself? 
Well, I mean, there's different. I mean, I'm going to start with, I'll start with a, an assessment. The strength finders assessment is an mm-hmm. assessment that that's helps good. you to identify and pull, you know, your strengths. And there's different assessments that are out there, but that's one that I, I recommend because a lot of times we're starting with the foundation mm-hmm. and the foundation is something that you can build from. And I believe that the, you know, top five with the strength finders, I believe that helps with that. But the other thing I think is, is important is, is looking at what you like to do. You know, mm-hmm. during that time, it's a it's a time of transparency. This is not the time where you have to prove anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. You can be honest with yourself about the things that you like to do. And if it's easier to address what you like, start with what you don't like. Mm, that's good. <laughs> and that's usually easier know. to do too, right? Yes. Like I might not know what I love, but I can tell you what I don't like. So start there. And I, and I think it's important because more and more I'm finding different people that I engage with, they are very comfortable with saying, no, I would prefer not to, to, to go there. I want to kind of stay in, in this lane. And it's because mm-hmm. they've spent the time, invested the time to get clear with who they are. But I couldn't do it by myself. I needed to partner with a mentor and a coach to help with that. You know, yeah. so you start and you take it as far as you can. And then you look at how can you bridge the gap from yeah. what you're able to identify on your own to ultimately where you like to be. Yeah, I think that's good. Like I say all the time, it's hard to read the label when you're inside the jar. So you've got to get someone else that can help to read your label. But getting started with that strengths finders, I think is important, you know, knowing what you're five core strengths are. I think mine are, I'm probably not going to say them in the order that they are, relator, maximizer, achiever, connectedness, and I always forget one. But knowing what your strengths are is a great place to start if you're trying to evaluate, you know, how do you become more in tune? And then the other thing that you said that I really love, Joyce, is doing the 360, right? Asking loved ones and people that you work with every single day, what, what are the adjectives that come to mind when you think about me, you know what I mean? I think that can be helpful too, especially when we're talking about our personal brand and we're trying to establish how we want to show up, right? Like how we want to consciously show up because sometimes you don't know, you're just out here doing whatever it is that you do and you're not even conscious to how other people are perceiving that. So spending some time really thinking about that too. I know um, a few years ago, I don't even know how many years ago it's been now when you first launched a captivating career. Talk to me a little bit of three years, three years. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking it was three or four. Talk to me about what it was that, cause you have been working with people all along. So what was it about that particular point in time and needing to be able to help people to learn how to really love what it is that they do every single day? Cause that's the one thing I can say about you. Like I just get the impression in all of the ways that you work, that you are always having a blast. Yes. Always. Like, it's like you've made a personal decision that it does not matter if you are doing it, you decide that because you're doing it, it's going to be amazing and you're going to enjoy it. And I love that energy. And I, I just don't think a lot of people, whether we're in our businesses or not, like some people are just hustling and grinding and trying to get by and they're not taking the time to figure out what, what it is that they like and they enjoy about their work so they can do more of it. They're just working to fill a need, right? And so 
recognizing that in yourself and then deciding that you wanted to help other people to be able to experience what it is that you experienced, which came to the creation or the formalization. Cause I think you have been doing the work all along, yes. but the formalization of a captivating career, like talk to me a little bit about your decision to start showing up for people in that way. My decision came truly some time ago when I was laid off. And when I was laid off, I felt like at one point that I didn't feel really good about myself because you start to question the why me. And for me during that season, why now? When I you know, was this superstar, mm-hmm. everywhere I went, everything I touched was really, really great. And now all of a sudden, now I'm going to be laid off. And what does that what does that mean for me and personally and professionally? And what I realized after scheduling that appointment with myself, that there was one common theme running through everything that I did. And there was one person that showed up no matter what. And it was me. Mm, That's good, Joyce. And I thought, hey, Joyce, you know, it's time for some self-talk. You're the same person person, rather you're winning or, or losing. Mm-hmm. And you need to shorten the time between your bounce back. And, mm. um, you know, and, and, and when I say that, I mean, I mourn the, the, the process of being laid off, but I needed to get about the business after I went through the process to create my bounce back because one will not be assigned to you. And so, you know, for me working with so many uh, clients that have been downsized, right sized, or have been working and worried, I just wanted them to know that they are someone and that they are in control of creating what they desire to have in their lives. Rather you have the title that you've already had or, you know, always have, or, you know, leading or following. So I say all that to say this is that a captivating careers for me is that you are in charge of creating what you desire to have in the work that you do. Mm-hmm. Your employer is not responsible for your happiness. Mm-hmm. And you identify that which is your superpower. And for me, it was emotional intelligence. You create opportunities based on your target audience within your rim of work mm-hmm. to showcase those skills, i.e., superpowers to have a positive impact on the work that you do. Yeah. And if you back it all the way back out in order to do that, you've got to know what it is that you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Right. And no matter what my title was, I've been able to do that successfully because I am conscientious of how I show up I'm conscientious of the need and how I can have a positive impact on fulfilling a particular need. That's so good, Joyce. Hold on, I got to stop you. You said, (laughs) I'm conscientious of how I show up. I'm conscientious of the need and I'm conscientious of how I can feel the need. I feel like 
That is such an amazing recipe for any of us, whether we are entrepreneurial or we are employees. If we are conscientious of who we show up, how we show up, if we are conscientious of the need, the need of our clients, the need of the company that we serve, and we are conscientious of how, as we show up, we feel that need, girl, that's a recipe for success. That's what it sounds like to me. I have to say, it helps you as an individual to feel like you're making a difference. If you're going to show up somewhere every day, rather it be your business or your Mm -hmm. career or your personal life, you want to show up as your best version of yourself, you know, and even though we're all a work in progress, always, there's always something that you can bring to the table that only you can bring the way that you bring it. Yeah. And if you don't, it, it probably won't happen. But that's my passion. My passion is saying, hey, yes, you know what? You may be a, a VP today or a, a director tomorrow or you know, a manager or an employee in general, but you can have an impact. And so a captivating career is what you make it to be. You yeah. create it. Yeah, I love that. It's so good. We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Joyce Stungy Proctor. We'll be right back. Are you ready for Move to Millions Live 2024? Well, registration is now open. It is going down May 22nd through the 24th, just outside of Washington, D.C. You have to be there if you have millions on your mind. If you think the book was something, wait until you get into proximity to your next level. The conversations, the clarity, the collaborations, and the community that is going to get you to and beyond the million dollar mark is waiting for you now. Go grab your seat at movetomillionsevent.com. Have you grabbed your copy of the Move to Millions 90-Day Business Growth Planner? If not, what are you waiting for? Everything you need to take your business strategically to the million dollar mark 90 days at a time is included for you. We've left no stone unturned. It's the same planner our Move to Millions Mastermind clients are using. Grab yours now at movetomillionsplanner.com. Welcome back to the Move to Millions podcast. I am here with Joyce Dungy Proctor and she is giving me so much life. Just the simplicity of the steps that we can take to listen to our lives and to leverage what we are hearing into success in our career, whether we're talking about entrepreneurs or employees. It makes me so excited, Joyce. Just before we went to break, you gave us a really simple formula I don't even know if you realize that it's, it is in fact a formula because you just rolled it off your tongue like it was nothing. But you said, first, let's be clear on how we show up, right? So that means there is a level of responsibility that we each have to bring our best self to every sing, single thing that it is that we do. The second thing is that we have to be not so caught up into ourselves and what we bring to the table to miss the need that is currently present wherever we might be. So again, whether we are working in a job and as an employee, we are helping to solve a problem that the company or organization we support has, or we're an entrepreneur and we're looking to do something different for ourselves or for the clients we want to serve. We need to be clear of the need. And then we kind of have to bring the two together. We have to get clear about how we, when showing up fully as ourselves, to that need are going to actually fill that need for those that it is that we serve. And I think that if we can learn how to do this, it's going to make things so much easier. You know what it reminds me of, Joyce? It reminds me of, I think it's Zig Ziglar who says, 
If you help enough people get what they want, then you will get what you want. So you don't have to be selfish and only thinking about yourself, even though you have to be conscious and cognizant of who you are and your gifts and talents. You can focus on other people and it'll still ricochet right back to you if you do, which I think is such an amazing recipe when we think about personal branding, when we think about career elevation, when we think about serving our most ideal clients, it applies across the board to every single one of those avenues, which gets me really, really excited because it this, these are the types of simple things that make that significant shift for the people who listen to this podcast. So I want to just thank you for sharing that with us. Anything else that we have to be conscious or cognizant of in order to really take listening to our lives to the next level and leveraging those gifts and talents on behalf of our brand? Well, I think uh, one of the things that I've learned too is um, never assume. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> because a lot of times, you know, we assume certain things. And, and and I'll say this, because of my influence in, you know, the local area, I have been guilty of assuming that a lot of people outside of the area may know of me and they really, they don't. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing is, We've got to get comfortable with tooting our own horn. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's challenging for a lot of us. And I've been challenged with that as well. But you have to, and it's not so much that you're tuning, tooting your horn for yourself, but how can you help others? How can others know what it is that you do outside of your testimonials and things like that? if you're not comfortable with sharing it. Absolutely. I know you love the Move to Millions podcast. I know you can't wait every single week for me to drop a new episode. You know what that tells me? It tells me that you're also gonna love my brand new book, Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustling grind. Listen to me, everything you need to know to make millions of dollars without losing your shirt, your sanity, or anything that's important to you in the process is in this powerful book. It takes what you are experiencing each week on the podcast to the absolute next level. Go now to movetomillionsbook.com to grab your copy. If you love the Move to Millions podcast and the Move to Millions book is blowing your mind, then you have got to join us for Move to Millions Live. All the details are waiting for you to secure your seat at movetomillionsevent.com. Yeah, I always say this, Joyce. I'm like, if I roll up on someone who has a solution to a problem I have and they didn't tell me, I'm going to feel some kind of way. I'm going to be upset if you could have solved my problem and I'm walking around here like somebody stole my bike. Like I'm going to be mad. And so like, that's the way we have to look at sharing who we are and and the brilliance that we possess because it's easy for us. The thing that we do with complete grace and ease that God kissed gift and talent is a pain point for somebody else. And so to keep it to ourselves is so stinking selfish and it is It's not even about the money at that point. It's just about how dare you keep it to yourself? Like I use this example. I I was speaking on Saturday and I use this example with the group that I was speaking to about cancer. And 
you know, we we all you know, many of us have a, a cancer story, whether it was our own personal cancer mm-hmm. or a loved one's cancer. And we think about big, big C cancer as, you know, this monster that no one can kill. But if you look up the word cancer in the dictionary, it simply means disease. That means something is not easy. And if we look at the fact that every single one of us solves some form of disease for someone else, we all technically solve a form of cancer. And while I'm so not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to diminish what cancer is. Listen, I'm, I've been affected by it too. My father dying of liver cancer last year. If we had the cure to big C cancer, none of us would keep our mouth shut. Nobody. <laughs> and the thing is, we all have the cure to a little C cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And we owe it to other people to let them know that we can solve their problem. Now, it is still the choice of the individual as to whether or not they want to take us up on it. But we should not be afraid or feel guilty. Like, I think a lot of people get humility wrong. And they think that that humility is that you're supposed to be silent. When that is actually not the definition of humility. And so we, we have this false sense of humility and that false sense is preventing us from doing the work that sometimes only we can do. We might be the only solution to that problem. And if we're selfish and not letting it be known that we can solve that problem because we're afraid to toot our own hood horn, someone else is going without. And that's a whole problem that we have to resolve. And that's why personal branding is so important. And I know in your work, you know, yes, they're going to ultimately, those who who are employees and, and work, whether they're in the C-suite or mid-level management, or even just starting and wanting to progress up the career path within their organization, it all hinges on understanding your personal brand. And many of the success clues that you've given us already today take us right back to branding, right? You said, listen to our lives. If we if we listen to our lives, if we listen to the people who know us best, the people who work with us every single day, what they have to say about us, those are the underpinnings or the, the core pillars of our personal brand. And when we understand that, along with the recipe you gave us not too long ago, to know how we show up, to know the need, and to know how we show up and fill that need, based on what others have told us about us by listening to our lives, I believe, Joyce, that it is at that point that we can have a captivating career. Absolutely. <laughs> That Absolutely. that's it. That's the secret. Like we could drop the mic and all go home now. Right. Like <laughs> that is the secret to getting to the point where whether your career is working in support of someone else's brand or building, leveraging and scaling your own brand. The key is to listen to your life and to leverage what you learn in service to others in order to make sure that you have a career that takes your breath away. Okay, so before I let you go, I got a couple things we got to talk about. So first, I alluded to this earlier, um, everyone, that Joyce is a client that I've worked with on a couple of occasions. And this season, we're interviewing clients on the podcast, bringing their expertise, and also just to share what was your experience? What was it like to work directly with me and for me to help you in your own business? So I would love it if you would just take a few minutes and talk about that. Uh, Darnielle, I, I think that, and I, and I'm trying to get myself together. Just give me a moment because mm-hmm. God is so amazing. So he would have it so that we met at a hotel <laughs> when I was having any, an event and 
I'm going back to 2009 when we started to see one another over and over and over. And at one point you said to me, you know, why aren't you doing your own thing right now? Mm -hmm. And I was so excited about what I was doing for someone else. And we're going to fast forward. That was at a time when I was not even thinking about giving birth to a captivating career. Mm -hmm. That was over a decade before. But God would have it so that the person who wanted to know why I wasn't doing it, the person that could see what I couldn't see at that time, again, the potential in me, he would have that person be the coach that would help me to develop a captivating career with Joyce Dungy Proctor and launch my first live sold out intensive and close over 15 people into my first course. I'm just saying that (laughs) (laughs) it makes me smile. That's captivating. That 2009, you saw something in me that I clearly did not see in myself. Fast forward, God would bring it full circle that you would be the person to teach, to coach, and mentor me to make it possible to even have this conversation today about a captivating career, because there would not have been a captivating career. I'm just going to let you know. Yeah. Yeah, I received that. Like, I just, and that's why I love when you said it at your event um, in February, and you were like, listen to your life. I was like, oh, that is so good. Like, I knew that you knew what you were saying, but I was like, does she know what she's saying? Like, because the the people who can see, like, you know, what, what the gift of a person who is in alignment with their creator is that they're able to see a version of yourself that you can't see. And if they are benevolent and caring, they will tell you what they see. And when I said that to you, I wasn't saying that to you like, I hope she comes and hires me so I can help her. I was just, you had poured so much into me that day that I just needed you to know that you needed to be doing more. Like you needed to take up more space because yeah. your gift, Joyce, it is so it is so uncanny. The gift that you have so effortlessly I mean, sure, you could probably tell me that you practice and you might practice, right? But it doesn't come across as if you were practicing. It comes across as if this is your lane and you were born to rock it. And so to be on the outside looking in at that and knowing what it was doing for me, there was no way I could keep it to myself and and walk away saying, oh, I wish you would do more. I, I had to tell you. But there was no there was no intention in my mind that that it would be me. So, yeah. So to experience the full circle and to remember when we are having our session and we came up with a captivating career and a career that takes your breath away and just to see how you have blossomed in that thing is amazing because I believe that it was all is what it was always supposed to be because you are captivating. And it's just only natural that 
you would help other people to figure out how to be captivating as well. Like it was so natural to me. And so to, to now know that you're doing it and you know, you're, you're selling out events and you're enrolling clients consistently. Like it, it just brings me so much joy because I know that the world is experiencing the gift that you were meant to be. I, I have to tell you, this is that I had, you mentioned something about practice and I always felt that I was different because other people that I had encountered, they would, you know, they would practice, they would write out their, their, their scripts and their talks. And I may have mentioned it when I share my story and I was not the person who could necessarily write them out really well and things like right. that. I spoke from maybe bullets or I spoke from the heart. I, I, I told stories mm-hmm. and my ability to share a story after story after story is because I listen to my life. Yeah. And before this call, I just closed my eyes and I just said, God, take me through the the life, take me through the story, take me through the careers because showing up as the truest, purest version of me is what I prompt to do every time. And that's what I want for my clients. Yeah, And you saw something in me, and I will say it, that I did not see in myself. And you even said to me, I said, do you think I can pull this off in a short period of time? And you said to me, normally my clients use this timeline, but because of your following, you can do it. And we Yeah, did I was it. like, well, you're Joyce Dungy Proctor. So yes, you can do it. And like, I mean, I've never been to, to anything that you had that wasn't packed to the brim. Like never. And I'm like, how does she do it? And it's just because you are, you are captivating. People want to be in your space because you know how to make people feel seen and heard and to give them that one nugget. Like it's, it's just that one thing. It's just like, um, I have these mustard, mustard seeds right here. It's just like, like you are a mustard seed. Like you are that inkling of the possibility of who they could be. And they believe in themselves when they're in your presence. Like that is your gifts. And so to, to have witnessed it and to see, you know, cause I was at that very first event. I was just at the last one, you know what I mean? Like just, just watching you in action is just like, whew. and there's been some in it in, in between, right? Like Absolutely. just over the years, but just watching you, like, I just know that the world is a better place. Career professionals, entrepreneurs or C-suite executives are better because there is a Joyce Dungy Proctor and there is a captivating career option for them. Like it's, it's who you were meant to be and to have been able to work with you to, to get all of that developed, like such joy, such joy, just immense, immense joy. And just so that you know, what I love too, is that I get the opportunity to go back and listen to our recorded um, conversations, <laughs> you know, before my last event, I went back, it gave me a boost in my, my arm. It helps to keep me on track because what happens is the more you do something, sometimes you get away from the basics. And I went back yeah. and I became a student right after my event. I went right back into student mode yeah. and I'm able to go back to what you've taught me. And you, you mentioned that you said, you know, we, we, we invest in ourselves and we get these tools, but you get the to use these tools over and over again. And that's a prime, it's a prime example. But I think the beauty and the intimacy of what we, you and I have is that 
I knew you before where you are now. So when I talk about you, I say I had the opportunity to witness up close and personal the mighty move of God in addition yeah. to you showing up to do the work. And that excites me. Yeah, that's so good. So I, and I thank, thank you for you that. For that. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we're just all thanking and loving around here, which is great. All right. Well, I'm not going to hold you much longer. I just have our final three closing questions for you. I always like to ground the interview with these closing questions because it gives our listeners something to reach to and also gives them insight to maybe tools that they can add into their toolkit to get better at what is they're doing as they're on their own move to millions. So the first question is, what is one book that has made a significant difference in your life and in your, uh, your business and your career? I would say most recently, I mean, there's been like probably every other John Maxwell book and mm-hmm. you know, starting with the Bible, every other John Maxwell book, but most recently I've been reading 10 leadership virtues for disruption, dis- disruptive times by Tom Ziegler. And it's really good. Nice. Okay. And it was gifted to me by my my pastor, but this is this is a good book. So that's nice. that's okay. one that I would that I would recommend. Awesome. And then what's one quote that you live by? Well, the quote that I live by, that's an easy one. It's Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Awesome. And then lastly, what is one tool that has made a difference as you continue to build your business on the move to millions? Well, the tool has been a coach. Okay. Awesome. We'll it's take it. Could, yeah. <laughs> like I, you know, and, and if I, if I, if I could say one last thing, it would be, I would encourage people to do it sooner in their journey versus later. And yeah. to not think that you start and you finish, it's an ongoing journey. Absolutely. Yep. I agree 100%. Thank you so much for being here today, Joyce. This has been a joy. I know that our listeners will go back to this episode over and over and over and over and over to make sure that they listen to their lives so that they can create a captivating career that takes their breath away. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. That was amazing. Did you enjoy it as much as I did? I mean, I have so many notes, but all I keep hearing is listen to your life. And I want to know, I want you to share with me. I want you to find me on social media at Darnell Jervy Harmon everywhere. And I want you to tell me what happened when you stopped and listened to your life? What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about your gifts and your talents and your skills that make you unique and compelling in the marketplace? That's what I want to know. Joyce walked us through seamlessly how we can put ourselves on our own to-do list and how we can leverage our gifts and talents and service to others so that we really do produce a career that takes our breath away. My favorite part of the whole entire conversation was when she laid out those three steps for us. She said, first, you have to be clear about how you show up. Then you need to be clear about the need. And then you need to be clear about how you showing up fully are going to fill that need. So many powerful quotes. She said, you have to create your bounce back because it will not be assigned to you. She said, never assume. She said, get comfortable tooting your own horn and that you are in charge of creating what you want. It is my hope that this conversation has spurred you to listen to your life and to leverage it in your business. 
Tell me what you find out when you stop and look at the success clues that you have been building for five, 10, 15, 20, however many years that you have been in these business building streets. I want to know because I know that others' lives are better and changed because you decided to listen to your life. I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. The way I see it, you deserve a business that generates millions. We'd love to have you join us in May at Move to Millions Live to help you prepare, plan, and position your company for the million dollar mark. Visit Move to Millions event now to grab your seat. If you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright and to access them, you need only move. See you next time. Take care.